0: What's going on guys, welcome to the week 14, week 1 of the playoffs uh, recap episode. I'm here with Garrett, Uh, should be a pretty short episode today, just going through the four matchups we got, so we'll start with the playoff teams and we got Jake versus Andrew. Real close uh, loss here. Real tight matchup for the first week. I feel like it's going to be like that all the way through. With Andrew squeaking it out by less than eleven. So uh, I'll let Jake's or sorry, I'll let Garrett start off with Jake's side.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure Jake's going to listen to this one, being that he's MIA from the group right now. But this is a really tough one, mainly because he saw a production about about what you'd expect out of everyone of his starters, except for James White. Um, just a really weird game, Miami, that saw both him and Sonny Michelle kind of get shut down. Brady was going a lot more vertical, hit Gronk for a ton of passes and such, but uh, just didn't seem to really see James White that much. Only two catches for 15 yards. But, I mean, it's just so tough for him to see. 34 out of Kittle, 30 out of Julio Jones and still lose by 10. And there's really nothing he could have done on his bench, but uh, And it's not like Juju over Dalvin would have saved him either. So it's just – it's really on James White here.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I think the big killer here has got to be Emmanuel Sanders going down. Because if you you look, um, Deshaun Hamilton, who filled in for Emmanuel Sanders' role, put up like 18 points. He had a touchdown, some catches, and he likely would have been over Taylor Gabriel the difference in this game. So uh, actually it's really, I think, uh, uh, comes down to Emmanuel Sanders. That's but true. on Andrew's side, you know, uh, Drew Brees, the, kind of a letdown performance, but Mike Thomas still came through. T.Y. had a surprise monster game. But, I mean, the big story here is obviously Mari Cooper, uh, just another ridiculous game a couple weeks after his first blow up on the Cowboys. It'd be interesting to see where he gets drafted next year. I mean, I think he's easily a top of the second round guy, back of the first if all the running backs go early. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential. He, you know, if you remember where Dez was being drafted, um, you know, a couple of years ago in his prime, I think Cooper's probably better. He's definitely faster, but really just a monster game that you you have no way to defend against. Um, Unless you're uh, playing against my team in my other league, as I told Garrett, where I had Cooper and McCaffrey and still managed to lose by 30. So, uh, anyways. Uh, other league alert. Other league. Yeah, uh, I, had to, I had to bitch about it. Sony Michelle was another stinker, but, again, Andrew pulled out the win here. Uh, you know, really got to, had to be sweating bullets there with Jordan Reed going out with zero points, but he managed to squeak it out. And So that's probably also hard to see on Jake's side with a zero and still losing in the playoffs. So uh, do you have any comments on Andrew's side here?
1: I think just moving forward, and I guess for next year as well. What do you think about Mark Ingram? Because outside of the two blowout games where they blew out Cincinnati and Philly, and he got to have pretty much his run of touches and yards against bad defenses, he's been pretty, if not average, below average as a running back. How do you think? How do you see his project his production going forward this year and next year?
0: Uh, I mean, the rest of this year, it's not necessarily due to a lack of touches. I mean, he's definitely not getting as many as he was last year because Breeze is throwing more, but he's still getting over 10 most weeks, and he's just not doing a lot with it. Um, so, I mean, going forward, I think he's a pretty low-floor, low-ceiling kind of guy, um, unless he gets the perfect game script. But next year, isn't he in, like the last year of his contract, didn't they pick up his like fifth year, his extra-year option this year? Because I remember, I remember last year if he made the Pro Bowl, it was like a weird stipulation in his contract that if he made the Pro Bowl last year, he could get out of his extra year of his contract. So I think he'll be a free agent next year if they don't extend him.
1: I think he can opt out if he wants to after this year.
0: All right. So, I mean, that could happen easily. We'll have to see about that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It'll be tough to see going forward. What do you think? You th-
1: I think he's just become, like you said, very game script and matchup dependent. Those two blow-up games happened against Cincinnati, the worst defense in the league, and against Philly, a team that they were just dominating, and it's been a pretty below-average defense as well. But in games that are competitive, like the Dallas game, this Tampa game, the Rams game, they, he's just, like, not he's – a, he's a factor in their game plan, but he's not, you know, getting as many goal-line looks as you would think or even getting that reception floor.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to go back to what it was last year, so – yeah. All right. Well, we can move on then. Next matchup we got is Joe versus your dad. Um, not nearly as close of a matchup as it seemed like it was going to be with Seattle D blowing out um, Minnesota. Uh, I mean, your dad definitely got lucky. He could have easily ended up with negative points there and lost the week. But uh, I'll let you start off with Joe's side.
1: Yeah, pretty solid production all around from Joe. Just wasn't enough when facing you know pretty standout performances from both Edelman and Kelsey. Um, Aaron Jones overcame a really slow first half to salvage it with a touchdown, a couple of catches, but, you know, even we expected Tyree kill to have a slow game. First half was that way, but despite injuries really was pretty productive throughout that game. Um, DJ Moore did about what he's been averaging. I think Tyler Boyd, you could argue somewhat of a letdown, but with this situation with no AJ green, Jeff Driscoll on the road against Casey Hayward and that, you know that Chargers defense. I don't think you were going to expect much more out of him. So I just think that he just didn't have you know enough potential this week when my dad exceeded projection by a good amount.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's just kind of what we've seen from Joe all year—just a down week at a bad time. Um, you know, he never puts up like a ninety score, but in the playoffs, one thirty-five, one forty, just usually isn't enough. Um. All right. Well, then on your dad's side here, we had Deshaun Watson, kind of a letdown um, against Indianapolis, who was giving up, you know, really the highest completion percentage in the league. But then again, Deshaun Watson isn't really a quarterback who takes what's given to him. He kind of goes for the big play, regardless of what coverage is out there. But also um, keep but, in mind that they were
1: down to having Joe Webb, a quarterback as a receiver out there for most of the game without QT and uh, Ellington.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, Uh, Edelman had a big game Uh, Mike Williams didn't do much but he did enough to not you know kill the team Jeffrey finally came back with uh you know a little bit of a better score not as big as those huge scores we were seeing when he came back from injury but again did enough Aaron Jones like you said got some late points Spencer Ware did a lot better this week than last you know kind of showing that potential he has going forward with what like 130 scrimmage yards there 125 um and Kelsey, obviously doing Kelsey things. Blunt, um, you know, people definitely expected him to have a better game going against Arizona, but he's just kind of not that talented. But, uh, yeah, I mean, without Seattle's D going off, it was going to be a much closer game. But, you know, last night the Vikings are just kind of in a downward spiral there. Um, but, you know, Prescott on your dad's bench going forward, I think um you know really useful Amari's really kind of opened up the field for him and Zeke with 12 receptions last night just adds to his yardage totals um and then obviously Odell was also the big uh you know story here with him going down on Saturday cuz he's a little baby bitch um but yeah I think going forward your dad has a lot of potential to win the title this year
1: yeah and even Randall Cobb kind of came back off he's been injured for most of the year never really 100% but Got some pre obviously not next week in Chicago, but down the stretch I think teams are gonna sell to cover Adams and he still has that rapport with Rogers, so that, that could be a better flex option than Blunt at least.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. We'll move on to the trash bucket teams. Um we we unfortunately have to briefly talk about
1: I oh, do no. what's
0: happened to me. Yet again, it's uh, you know, just just the story of my season yeah. here. It's a fitting ending to uh the champs, for fantasy, the follow-up fantasy season here. But next year, I'm coming for you guys. Um, you know, on my side, Roethlisberger did all right. Larry didn't do much. Demaryius hasn't done anything since the trade. Cortland Sutton was a letdown, even though he's pretty much the only option there. You know, Deshaun Hamilton, obviously, seems to be more of uh, a better fit for the team. Jordan Howard finally had 100 yards <laughs> for, I think, the first time this season and still didn't put up a good score. Riddick let down Burton's sucked ever since he had that big blow up game. Rashard has the second worst game of the season. And my kicker even didn't do that well, but I did sub him out for Dan Bailey, who I don't think did, I think what he get one point? So, so I guess I, that was a positive <laughs> move. Uh, and then, you know, Tennessee, okay, what is that literally my best? Yeah. My highest score outside of the quarterback story as it's been all seasons, my defense. So uh, there then, it is. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you take Kurt's side.
1: Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want me to talk about your side anymore?
0: Uh, you can say whatever you want to say.
1: No, I'm not going not gonna to pile on there. Kurt, classic, just kind of sleepwalking into a win here. For some reason, played Ty Montgomery. I guess he's pretty low on running back since he lost Mixon, but uh, I don't know. I probably would have considered Elijah McGuire, but just when you thought that Um, Jameson Crowder was totally useless and Kurt just picking his Redskins teams he comes out with a pretty solid game on that one big play which was just enough to beat Colin even though Golden Tate did pretty much nothing I mean playing it hasn't worked for Jay it's not going to work for Kurt playing both members of the Baltimore Baltimore backfield is just not a good idea so not sure what he's going to do going forward but seems like he's active in the group me so maybe something's turning around for him in week 14
0: yeah we'll see he's coming for that 50 bucks <laughs> all right and then the final matchup this week was big old droopers versus trash gordon here i mean james just skating by i mean he did have the highest score in the toilet ball this week but uh <laughs> skating by with a really shitty score out of george here um i'll let you take james aside
1: yeah like you said just really unfortunate for him to lose shady mccoy on the first play of scrimmage against what seemed like a pretty solid matchup against the Jets. Tore him up. You know, we talked him up before the week that he had a pretty good matchup against the Jets. His first time around, Mahomes had a pretty, you know, I guess below average week by his standards against the tough Baltimore defense. Galde. just – I'm not sure. What do you make of galde Because it just seems like everything has pointed his way to be that guy. And he just – Yeah, I mean
0: – this week, I would give him a pass because it was Patrick Peterson, who's still been a monster, and he, he's literally the only talent left on Detroit, so they just sell out to lock him down. I mean, when, sure. w- with Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, you know, they, when he's facing single coverage, he's an animal, but right now, nobody's giving him single coverage, and even if he gets single coverage this past week against Patrick Peterson, it's not, not a great matchup. So I think next year with Marvin Jones back, I think he's going to bounce back to form a lot more than he's been the past few weeks.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a pretty tough matchup individually, Um, but the rest of his team did pretty much what they've been doing all year. Robert Woods surprised. even didn't seem like he even got that many catches against that crazy game in Chicago. Uh, David Johnson continues to be misused, but at least he's getting that reception floor in a bad game against Detroit. And then Gronk, my pick of the week, doing even better than I expected. Eight catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. I'm that's his biggest score in the entire year, and yeah, I'm, a, I'm pretty much a fancy prophet now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to go through at the end of this and see every pick of the week and see how they did and make a little chart and see who was the best. Uh, I think a lot of us started out strong, and then we kind of had some misfires here, but I really don't even remember who would be on top. Probably you, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all on Georgia's <laughs> right, um, George's side here. Worst performance. I think we can all say George's team is worse than mine, even though he had a couple more wins. Let's be real here. Uh, Cam Newton's really been kind of a letdown after some real monster performances early on in the year, and he was looking more consistent than he's been all uh, his career. Uh, Shepard, kind of a big letdown uh, with Odell out being the top option there in a blowout game. You know, only two catches. One of them was a touchdown, but not. Great. Curtis Samuel got a good yardage total, but just not really anything spectacular. But Funchess, you know, like you said, playing them together might not work out. And Funchess goose is not exactly what we thought would happen. But still, you know, we didn't expect to see a big ceiling out of those two guys. Tevin Coleman's just been a huge letdown. How is it that when I trade Tevin Coleman to you, he's pretty useful and you trade him to George and he's just a shit show?
1: Yeah, that's pretty questionable for me. I mean, yeah, yeah, pretty questionable. I forgot exactly huh? what. <laughs> I forgot exactly what week I traded him, but he has had some pretty tough matchups recently with New Orleans, Dallas, Baltimore.
0: Yeah, but
1: yeah.
0: Lamar Miller, thirty-three rush yards, but he had some catches and a touchdown to have a pretty solid PPR game. Jimmy Graham, I think you know we talked about in the pre-draft has been touchdown dependent all season, and he's only got two touchdowns so. Really just kind of a letdown all season for him. And then Fournette just having a dog shit game against Tennessee. Um, Really just George and I have been suffering all year through some just horrible players and some (laughs) bad injuries. Do you have anything to add to George's side?
1: Yeah, it's just really unfortunate for him that Fournette decided to have his worst game of the year by far in his one and only meaningful game. Um, Part of it was just not a lot of weapons outside of him, but part of it was just like what David Johnson was facing earlier, just trying to ram him up the middle, which I guess he's effective at, but if you can't get him into open spaces and catches or something, he's gonna struggle a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. Um unless you have anything to add to any of the matchups, I think we can wrap it up. Like I said it was gonna be a short one with only four matchups this week. Um you have anything Final to add?
1: Ah, uh, not too much. Just realizing that I turned Demarius Thomas into Keenan Allen, pretty much, and that's feeling pretty good right now.
0: Oh, everybody hates you. Keep keep <laughs> talking. Keep talking. Everybody's going to hate you more than David. What I was. What <laughs> no, I was.
1: Not possible.
0: I was thinking about today. How if I hadn't lost to David by point nine, he wouldn't have had the bye week. However, he did put up and would have probably made it through anyways. But. Still, would have been nice to make him sweat for it.
1: Oh, David was the point nine game.
0: Yeah, that was the one game that I lost by point nine early in the season. Wow, That's or maybe it was one point one, whatever it was, I forget. Yep, it was him again. Well, who, who else would it be? It's the points, the low points against King.
1: He's just had a fucking ridiculous, ridiculous season. Yeah, but well, even while benching my entire team, he does not have even close to the points that I have, so
0: Yeah, we gotta gotta keep him coming back every year, you know. He probably would have quit this year if he didn't win, so <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys for the next uh matchup preview where we'll talk about week two of the playoffs and everybody that I hate for making it in. <laughs> see you guys next week or <laughs> next episode. See, yeah, you, next see you next shut year. See you next year, Colin. Yeah, really for me, it's see you next year because I'm fucking done with this garbage. <laughs> see. You.